This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's beyond time to stand up against bully tactics when supposedly doing the people's work with the people's money. It's time for you to draw a line and put an end to it. So you just heard what a North Carolinian wanted to tell their state lawmaker, um, Don Bond, Capitol Bureau Chief and host of Under the Dome here at the News and Observer. That was Avi Bajpai at the top, reading from an email that we got with public records requests for state lawmakers. So on this episode, we're going to tell you all about the people's business and how we found out about it, how we're sharing it with you, and what this means going forward. This is our latest episode for the week of January 22nd, 2024. And what we're talking about, that email that Avi was reading from, was from one day in September, was it? Yeah, yeah. Mid-September, one of the most important weeks of the legislative session, this is from September 19th, uh, to be uh, exact. Uh, this was the day that we had a lot of we had a lot of news. We started the day uh, with no sort of clarity on what would happen with the budget by the end of the day we had. So we had the right the long drawn out budget process. Yeah. And this was finally when things were coming out. And as everyone was going, I was off that day, so I wasn't there for it. But as our politics team was going through the budget uh, draft, our editor, Jordan Schrader, found the phrase public records and saw that the public records law was going to change in the state budget. So that set into motion a lot of questions, umbrage from the press corps. How did this happen? Why are you trying to make essentially 170 people that are put there by taxpayers and voters uh, exempt from the same public right. records law that the executive branch and other public officials have to follow. Yeah, and not just not just current lawmakers, but former lawmakers as well. Right. So they're the custodian of their records, which means they can decide if they want to uh, give them to reporters and the public when we make a public records request. So a lot of reporters have covered this in various ways. We, of course, you know, did a lot when it when it came out in the budget this past fall. But what what Avi and I did these past couple of weeks, or it took us longer than that, was to both test the public records law, the old records law, the new records law. And Avi had like the major heavy lift with the email excerpt that you heard. What I had done was I I put a public records request for the calendars for most of the year, January through the beginning of September, of the three council state members who want to be the next governor. And that's State Treasurer Dale Folwell, Republican uh, Attorney General Josh Stein, and Democrat and Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, a Republican. And they are compelled to give us their schedules. Not everybody does it in a timely fashion. But that was part of this of like, you know, we're going to ask for public records. Reporters do this kind of stuff all the time. We'll ask for calendars. We'll ask for emails. We'll ask for like keywords of things to find out more information. We ask about salary data. Which all, all kinds of documents, all kinds of other sort of like work product that comes up. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, what it does is it tells you more to 
the story, more to to every story. Because if you're going to write about a bill, what about all the stuff that goes goes around in it with, you know, emails between people where they're discussing something. And so the sound of like, oh, lawmakers can be the ones that decide about their emails and maybe they're boring. A lot of times that is. And a lot of the emails you got were boring. So why don't you read another one that's that's not quite boring? The thing is, as we were talking about the timeline of this, casinos was the big deal of holding up the budget. And a lot of these emails from constituents were about casinos. So yeah. why don't you read another email? Yeah, so we, we received several emails from constituents across the state. Uh, we have a couple right here. Uh, we have one person who, so this was, as the day that we requested records for, this was one of the sort of like looming questions was, uh, Republicans wanted to get this casino bill across the finish line. They had briefly uh, sort of flirted with this idea of uh, putting Medicaid expansion together with casinos. That was sort of a, a short-lived uh, controversy at the legislature. So we had one uh, cons- constituent, they said, uh, please keep Medicaid expansion in the budget bill separately pairing Medicaid expansion with casino bill doesn't pass the smell test. And then they asked just how much casino lobby money are you going to get? So there's emails on emails on emails just like that. Uh, lots of concerned uh, residents from across the across the state. People, some people who lived in some of these counties that had been floated as possible sites for for new casinos, uh, basically emailing uh, members of both parties, not just Republicans, but uh, emailing their lawmakers and saying, uh, you know, we uh, we don't understand sort of why you're pushing this forward right now. Uh, and we urge you, urge you to oppose it, basically. So with the change in the law, when the budget became law, I'd mentioned about the the calendars of council state of executive branch people. They're compelled to do that anyway. It's probably something I was going to do just because they're running for governor, regardless if there was a change in the law. But it worked out to put all of this together. And um, Avi's request for the the correspondence was right at all as this was happening. And it was also to see that, you know, you're not compelled to in the same way, should you, because it's public service and you're put there by taxpayers. And that was kind of what the the point, you know, of, of us asking for yeah. all of those emails was to see, are they going to to give them to us? And then they did. And you got them in, you got them some in paper form, right? Not even just like... we Yeah, we got them in every type of format there was out there. We got well, some people who sent us just, you know, straight up PDFs of their emails, some people who, uh, like like you said, Don, uh, sent us, uh, got back to us and said, hey, you can come by our, our office uh, at the legislative building and pick up a stack of emails. Um, so we did that as well. And then what did you do with them? And then uh, I combed through them and scanned them, uh, put them together, which was a fun process. So, but yeah, you know, the, the real sort of, uh, the purpose of this whole uh, of this exercise was basically to see, uh, like you were saying, there's nothing in state law requiring lawmakers to turn over their emails. So we just wanted to see who is still after this basically inclined to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, when when people get these records requests, do they sort of ignore them or do they engage with them? Do they actually are they com- do they have some sort of motivation to uh, answer, respond to these records requests? Um there's 170 members of the legislature. We heard back from 38. We got emails from 38 members, uh, members of both parties, members of both chambers, 
but ultimately that's it's still a small fraction. It's just over 20%. And so you that's got, one of the takeaways. You got a few more after the story came out, right? Because those got, that wanted to, and then they're like, oh, wait, better hurry up and, and yeah. send Avi my emails. We we got uh, maybe three or four more as well. Um, and to any lawmakers who are still listening, uh, listening to this and haven't sent their emails, we'll, we'll, we'll still take them. So. And add them to the story yeah. and people can read that. And you redacted some information. So like the average yeah. person writing in doesn't need to worry about their information being shared. Yeah, we, we figured that uh, the average person out there probably doesn't expect when they write to their lawmaker that their uh, name, their phone number, their ad- address is going to sort of uh, show up online three months later. So uh, we took out uh, personal information as well. Okay, we're going to take a break pretty soon. But before we do, let's hear another email. Why don't you read another email, Avi? So uh, I'm going to switch things up. This is not casino related. This is just something kind of amusing. Uh, As you go through hundreds of pages of emails, you see some of the commonalities, some of the emails that everyone gets. And at 7.06 a.m. on uh, September 19th, all uh, members of the legislature get, uh, basically, they get this ethics tip of the day. So every single lawmaker got this email, uh, their ethical advice for the day that said, a legislator may not solicit for charitable purpose any gift from a from any subordinate state employee. Um, and there's a number on there to contact the State Ethics Commission with any questions. So that's one of the uh, amusing little tidbits that uh, we we found All in right. these emails. I hope you remember that ethics tip of the day there, lawmakers, and uh, I wonder what all the other days are. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Under the Dome. I'm News and Observer, Capitol Bureau Chief Don Vaughn, here with Avi Bajpai. And we've been talking about public records and a test that we did to see if the state lawmakers, now exempt from the law, would still provide them if we asked for emails on a certain day in September about the time that all of the budget business was, was going down. And a lot of the discussion around the budget at that point was over casinos. So that was a lot of the emails that that Avi found. And then as you heard before the break, the ethics tip of the day, I read through some of those too. And it's a lot of like mundane stuff. Like um, some didn't some senator get an email or it's like the Senate adjourned yeah. or the Senate session yeah. is this time. Everyone, everyone gets the classic. I mean, uh, I think reporters can set up for those as well. Uh, but we get the tweets, but everyone gets the the House recessed at this time, the Senate recessed at this time. Uh, lots of there's lots of other stuff that you would expect in the inbox of your average state lawmaker. Lots and lots of newsletters. Uh, I can say some of uh, our own newsletters at the news. The best, server. the best newsletter, yeah. of course, is the Under the Dome newsletter. Yeah, there were right? there were lots of lawmakers. It's it's funny you get to see who signed up for that. Um, but you know some other stuff as well. Uh, lots of uh, some some emails. Uh, exchange between lawmakers and their staff, although that was very sort of, that was minimal, but lots of other stuff, lots of um, invites to speak, uh, public engagements, uh, conferences, stuff like that. Um, And then just, you know, all kinds of, uh, you're a state lawmaker, you sign up to all these sort of like press lists. So you get, once you get their emails, you you go through them. It's just pages and pages of uh, all kinds of other sort of like updates from different, you know, political emails, fundraising emails, all kinds of stuff like that as well. So they get a lot of email, too. We get a massive. Everyone email gets email. <laughs> Everybody Everyone gets does. too many emails. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. Too many, too many emails. 
Um, I don't have a lot to read to share from the calendars that I got from Fulwell, Robinson, and Stein. I will note that Fulwell, you know, Treasurer Fulwell is known for being incredibly transparent and responsive. And he almost gave me the records like the second I like hit send. <laughs> it felt like it was that fast. Or his staff tried to make sure that I got the exact um, exact version. And then Robinson's office responded very quickly, too. It was within a few days. Stein took a little bit longer, uh, a couple months and a couple of follow up questions, which um, it really is varies by job and party. And there's really no it's all Democrats. It's all Republicans. It's this job or that on how people are responsive and, and how how staff is responsive. You can read the embedded in the in the stories. We have a whole bunch of stories about this. But the one I did about the calendars, you can see what they did yourself. And it's really not that exciting. It's about like a lot of people's jobs. They have meetings. Mark Robinson has meetings with the staff. Josh Stein has meetings with the staff. Del Falwell has meetings with the staff. They go, they eat lunch for somebody's birthday <laughs> or, you know, some people go to Raleigh Times, you know. So, and so then, remember if their staff is leaving, so they're doing a farewell. Right. There's a farewell. Yeah. Everybody met with the interns and like I've, go talk to the interns. Lots you know? of uh, uh, media, good amount of media interviews, prepping for interviews. Yeah, well. right. You can see. So Stein likes talking about, you know, the issues as attorney general, the opioid crisis, that sort of thing. And he'll go on TV for that. And Mark Robinson really likes going on different uh, conservative radio shows. And Fulwell, I think Fulwell probably talks to about everybody. You know, yeah. uh, he's like I was saying, he's he's pretty accessible. So Anyway, you can read that. You can read all those emails that I've sorted through, uh, again, at newsobserver.com. So that's what we've been doing, public records. We're going to keep holding them accountable. And even when you find things that are boring and it's tedious, again, it's still the public's business and um, everybody deserves to, to see what's going on. So before we get to our picks for headliner... Political news wise, it's again like winding up to the primary. The ledge wasn't doing anything. They had a non-voting session this past week and burger more burn around. It's just the usual scuttle sessions. Uh, but the president came into town, Joe Biden, on Thursday and our uh, technology and uh, business reporter, Brian Gordon, covered that. And Biden was here really to tout broadband, which is, you know, high speed Internet, which is a big deal in the um, in the state if you don't have it, especially in need for it. But yeah. this is probably just the beginning, don't you think, of these visits? Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna ramp up slowly. It's still only uh, mid January, um, so we have some time until we have a little over a month until the primary. I think we'll probably have to wait until after the primary to get lots of sort of like frequent visits from big uh, political heavyweights to get. But to get Biden back here, maybe to get more visits from the vice president, um, and then also uh, former President Trump, who he likes to come down here a lot. I'm sure he will again. He's expected to endorse probably, Robinson. Probably expect yeah. another rally in Johnson County, um, like he's done before. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, kind of slow right now, but I think we can expect uh, more as we get closer. All right. So first. Uh First visit of the year was Biden in January, and we'll probably like once a month at least, I would think. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, all right. So let's get to our picks for headliner of the week. Avi, who or what is your headliner? So I'm going to give uh, our colleagues, Kyle Ingram on the politics team and Dan Kane 
on our investigative team to shout out for some really great uh, work that they've done uh, about insurance commissioner Mike Causey. Uh, just go to our website. You can find uh, a couple different stories that they uh, put together, but just some really great reporting on uh, some some questions that have come up about uh, Commissioner Causey's uh, frequent out of state trips uh, by road, all by car, yeah, all by car. Yeah. Some yeah. some trips that you might uh, think it makes more sense maybe to fly uh, on, on the taxpayer dime, but lots of uh, out of state trips as far as to New Mexico. Um, so lots of uh, really good sort of uh, uh, revel- revelatory work. There. A lot of what we were saying, you know, some of our work is not a lot of whiz bang. It's tedious and it's going through things and spending time. And but it's about um, telling people what, um, you know, what your elected officials are doing with your money and how they're spending it and and everything else. And so speaking of um, the insurance commissioner, that's a council of state position. We have just sent out candidate questionnaires for all of the Council of State and a lot of other races ahead of the primary for our voter guide. So any Council of State members, uh, lawmakers, people that want to be lawmakers, if you're listening and you got the email from us, please fill out your candidate questionnaire. And to our listeners, and, and please also reply with a high profile headshot of yourself. Yeah. High resolution. High, yeah. yeah. Photo. High, high resolution. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, we'll get all of that in our voter guide to um, to you all listeners and readers ahead of the primary since early voting starts pretty soon. And we're uh, we're getting there. So my headliner is snow and how North Carolina hasn't gotten any and are we getting it or what? It's been like a long time, I feel like. Washington, D.C. got snow this past week, and it had been two years. It was January 2022 since their last big snow. And as we record this, are expecting even more. And it's time for North Carolina to have some nice snow. I don't want freezing rain. I don't want wintry mix. I want some like nice snow nice white blanket. and build like a snowman yeah. and throw some snowballs and take some photos. And so you got that weather. That's um, that's my request. So, all right. For another episode of Under the Dome, I'm Don Vaughn with Avi Bajpai. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.